traffic sucks, but your podcast don't have to. Welcome into the afternoon drive with five. And we are back for another installment of our Getting to Know You Coaches series. This week, we welcome in head coach of the Bremen Blue Devils, Mr. Rooster Russell. Coach has been a big fan of ours and likewise of his. And, and we had him on the afternoon drive with five prior to the football season last year and was able to talk with him about the season and everything else. This is going to be a little bit different. So let's bring in Coach Russell now uh, as he's joining us on the Parian Lawyers Hotline. Uh, Coach, welcome in. Got to start off with a big one. Where did you get that nickname from? Man, I, I wish there was a better story, but um, my granddad, when I was when I was born, my granddad, Coach Eric Russell, uh, um, you know, he he, I, my hair stood up in the morning, and I cried every morning when the sun came up, and and he said, he said well, hell, if he's doing that, let's call him Rooster, and uh, and so that stuck. Um, with him in the coaching world, everywhere I went, I was Rooster. Um, I almost got away from the nickname uh, there in high school. When I went to Jacksonville, Florida, I, I ended up playing high school football in Mandarin High School. And um, I went to a camp at Bethune-Cookman, and one of Irk's former O-line, O-liner from Georgia Southern, Brad Bernard, which everybody in the coaching world called him Burger, because he snuck out and went to Burger King and coach Eric Russell started calling him Burger. Uh, Burger said, Davis Russell. He said, you're a rooster. And, and so it just, it sparked. And about that time I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just, I'll be rooster forever. And nobody even knows my real name now. So that's fine. (laughs) You mentioned your grandfather. Your grandfather is an icon in the sport of college football. Did you ever, did you see him as that growing up or was it, was he just granddad? You know, uh, the the time that I spent with him, we uh we would sit on the back screen porch and watch the Braves, um, watch sports. He'd take me fishing. We we started playing golf when later in life uh, he played he he played golf and no he was a uh, he was a uh, he was just granddad. But he 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 didn't have to say a whole lot for you to get a lot out of every conversation. I mean he he always gave gave me great advice and. Um, it, it was really fun every second I got to spend with him or just talk on the phone with him. But no, nah, he, he was just my granddad. So, And coach, what, what's your, so, you know, we, we, we know sort of your, uh, your lineage, your coaching chops, you come from a, a strong past of coaching. What's your favorite thing to do outside of coaching? What are your, what are your hobbies when you're not trying to mold young men uh, into football players out there in Bremen? What's some of your favorite hobbies to do? Man, I don't have a lot. Uh, I, I I like to play golf. Um, I don't do it much, but I I like to play golf. But you know, I uh, I I I try to spend every second that I can uh, with my kids and with my wife and kids, and uh, uh, try to enjoy try to enjoy them growing up. And uh, man, it's fun. I took my boy. To- the Hawks game. Well, we all went to the Hawks game last night, but uh, so so I'd say my hobby is just spending a whole bunch of time with them, and uh, um, and every now and then I'll go play a little golf, and sometimes I hit it good, sometimes I don't. Coach, you talk about playing golf. Where, where's your favorite place to play around here? Where do you usually uh, play at? My favorite place to play is Sunset Hills. Um, I don't get to play there a lot, but uh, it's probably because I, I the few times I played there, I play really well, um, but. Uh, but hey, there ain't nothing wrong with uh 
there ain't nothing wrong with a Tuesday afternoon at school ends and you load up your little boy and little girl and go out to Tally Mountain and play either. So um, any day on any golf course is a good day to me. That, that's that's funny, Coach, because I, I, got, I got two boys and a girl, and uh, me and my wife took my two boys out golfing yesterday. We went down to St. Andrews in Winston. Uh, and and played eighteen round there, you know. Let them hit a hit a couple, dig up a couple divots and everything. So yeah, I I love an afternoon on the links. There ain't no doubt. It's uh it's fun. And now that my kids are getting to the age that they can they can play, uh, it's not just me asking asking my wife if I can go. I if I if I take a kid a kid or two with me, I'm 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 golden. That's a free so. golf trip right there. There you go. No doubt. <laughs> You talk about your wife. When did you and Kat meet? And and did you did you know immediately, like right then and there, as soon as you met, that this was the woman for you? So Kat played volleyball at Valdosta State. If anybody who knows Kat, she's taller than me. She's prettier than me. She's more athletic than me. Um, and and I was playing football at Valdosta State. Um, but we met at a Braves game, uh, section four thirty seven, um, and. Uh, at Turner Field, and one of my buddies said, hey, uh, a girl I know is a few sections over with a friend, and I want you to meet them, and they walked over, and when Cat walked up, I said, I told my buddy Dedrick, Dedrick was a receiver from Hawkinsville, I, I pointed at Cat, I said, I'm going to marry that girl, and uh, <laughs> he and he laughed, you know, and, and dadgummit, the next two or three years i made it my goal to marry that girl she uh and and uh so i i had two more seasons and and i played football she played volleyball we're an athletic couple and uh um here we are and and she's still coaching volleyball here and she's a special ed department head here at the high school does a great job and um uh really 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 good coach's wife too that's awesome coach that's an amazing story i love that yeah, yeah. Love how you know exactly what section it was too. That's that's fantastic. And for those of us who have been in that section, because every single Braves fan has probably been in that section before. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were between four thirty five and four thirty seven, but four thirty seven's all the way around the corner in right field. And I, <laughs> I always buy tickets for five or six dollars four thirty seven row eight. So <laughs> Yep. Those those were the old seats that you took a good year blimp to get up to at Turner Field. I remember those seats fondly. That's right. <laughs> and coach, you know, growing up, we we know you're a football player. Did you play anything else growing up? And did you ever think about maybe pursuing any sport beyond college? Um, I played football, basketball, and baseball. Um, I was I enjoyed basketball more than anything. Um, growing up, I was a much better baseball player than any of the other sports. Um, but I knew I wanted to coach football. And um, and so football, you know, kind of became my focus. I, while still playing the others, football became my, my focus. And I knew that if I played football in college, it would uh, make me – make me a better coach along the way too. And, and so I ended up playing, end up playing football in college. Um, but no, I, I tried to play everything. Look, I, I play, I, I like to play tennis, um, golf. My, my granddad, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but he played football, basketball, baseball, and tennis at Auburn. So wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Last four sport letterman. So, uh, um, 
when I say I advocate for people playing a million sports, I I, I say play three unless you can play four or five. Um, I, I I just I like seeing kids do it all. Um, and and so yes, I I I tried to play everything I could, and it, it probably kept me out of a lot of trouble too. So <laughs> downtime real good for kids. So. And, and coach, you talked about playing all those, and you actually touched on something that I wanted to follow up on. How important do you put multi-sport athletics on the kids you coach, or even your own kids? We don't have a football player that just plays one. Um, everybody does two or three, um, and it's just where we are, man. You you got to. We don't have the athletic base uh, to be successful in all the programs. We need kids playing multiple sports, and and look, it, hey, I, I I'll tell you this, uh, when it's when it's the bottom of the seventh and there's and there's two outs, you want a guy who's played thirteen or fourteen football games standing in there to get a hit. And I think our baseball coach would advocate for that too, um, because the moment just just won't be as big. And that's 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 we we think you can gain more from playing multi sports than you can from like a spring football. And and we don't do spring football. We uh we want them to we want them to run track and 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 play tennis play golf play soccer uh play lacrosse uh do play baseball do it all and 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 um that's been a that's been what we do and it's it's been pretty successful the the thing i love most about multi-sport athletes is there's no off season that's right and look like i said too hey that downtime's what gets kids in trouble dangerous i mean yeah (laughs) that's when people get in trouble and you know, um, when when you're constantly going, um, you know it, it it's hard to get in trouble. You got to work hard to get in trouble when you're playing all all the time. So, coach, you mentioned your grandfather, and but I have to ask this: Do you think that you're anything like your dad, who is in his own right a, a legendary coach too? <laughs> so, my dad is very calm, uh, quiet. Um. You know, he, he was big time. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't hear you there. Oh, I was just, I was just cutting in. I was just saying, so no, you're not, if your dad's calm and, and, and yeah. collected, yeah. you're nothing like him. <laughs> uh, my dad is, he's, he's calm, collected, quiet. He's always been a, uh, the voice of reason. He coached with me in 2019 and it was one of the most fun years ever. My uncle is the exact opposite. He's loud, uh, mean. Uh, he hated. He ha- he was a defensive coordinator. He hated everybody that had anything to do with offense ever. And uh, and my granddad is right in the middle. And uh, I'm I my mannerisms and my demeanor are more like my granddad than they are uh, my dad. And and that's that. He said so, but. Uh, but my dad is, uh, my, my dad was, I, I loved watching him coach growing up. Um, he always had an unbelievable relationship with the players that he coached. And, uh, I still call him for any piece of advice I need. And he's back working on the GHSA. And, uh, so he'll be right here close, which that'll, that'll be awesome. All right. So coach, you're sitting in the field house. It's after a Friday night. You just got a big victory. What? is your post-game meal what are you most looking forward to eating after after a game because i know there's nothing that works up a hunger like coaching or playing in a football game what's the one meal you want after a victory let me tell you what we do and you're gonna like this my 
my, my uh, I got a coach, Eric Schlagater, Coach Schlag. He was my college, one of my college roommates. He's just a community coach. As soon as we have a game in hand, Coach Schlag calls Juanitos and tells them we're coming. And uh, and yeah, and uh, so so we uh, me and my whole coaching staff go to Juanitos. I give the lady a hundred dollar bill right when I walk in, and I tell her that's on top of her other tip. And man, they have Juanito specials worked up. They may have an adult beverage or two. Who knows? And uh, and we all go have a big time. I, I always tell my coaches, you better celebrate the heck out of wins because they're hard. And uh, and so that's we. Uh, as soon as I get the first load of laundry in, we're going to Juanitos. <laughs> All right, I'm putting that on my list. I got to visit there. I've never been there in Bremen, so I'm putting that on my list. Bryce has never been, so this is going to be fun for him. Yeah. He last week we talked with Shane Lasseter, and and Shane Lasseter said his favorite movie was was Hoosiers, and Bryce had never seen it, and we we're like, how how is this possible? So yeah. now he's got to he's got to do Hoosiers, and he's got to do Juanitos. Yep. So That's like a good two night right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that favorite movie, do you have a favorite movie? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a, uh, I, I don't like to get too, too deep when I watch movies. So I look, I love these Will Ferrell movies and, uh, I used to love all the Adam Sandler movies, um, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, uh, Step Brothers. I'm hey, give me a good slapstick comedy and I'm, I'm good to go, man. Give me something to laugh at. I'm I'm right there with you. Those are my favorite. Absolutely. That's the only thing I watch. My grandfather used to tell me when I was a little kid. He said, never take life too seriously. You'll never make it out alive. Uh, and yeah. I've, I've, I've tried to live by that mantra. <laughs> Any movie that I can take little, uh, little smart comments or one liners and put them into my everyday vocabulary. That's, that's my kind of movie. Coach, that's half of our morning podcast is me just making stupid movie references and they're all comedy. That's, that's half of our podcast. That's it. <laughs> and, and and coach, do you you know, do you have any personal goals that you've set yourself for 2023? Not necessarily a New Year's resolution or anything like that, but do you have anything that you're trying to achieve whether personally or professionally in 2023? Well, uh personally for me, man, I I tell you I, I try to work out every day if I can. Uh that's how I get my day started. Uh, a lot of days and, and, or, or I'll work out during my, during my planning. But, uh, so, so personally, it's just to, just to, just to stay healthy, you know, try to, try to be healthy. And, uh, um, but, but now professionally, I tell you, my goal is, uh, my goal is for Bremen high school to win the first region championship that, uh, they've ever won outside of single a. And, um, and I, I believe this year we may have the crew to, the crew to do that and uh, i'm really looking forward to to coaching all these guys and i know we said we're gonna talk football but this is gonna be a fun bunch i've heard some rumblings that y'all are gonna have some uh pretty talented boys out there come uh come fall we got them all back you know and and that's you know we we lost some seniors that did some good things for us but man we got the majority of them back so you, you talked about uh you knew you knew going into college that you wanted to to coach football why did you want to pursue coaching football? Was it just staying in the game? Was it, was it just coaching kids? What what was it for you? In, uh, in 2000, I was a sophomore in high school, maybe. And I went to, uh, 
Georgia and Georgia Southern, they had the 20 year reunion of the 1980 national championship team. And my dad was on that. My uncle was a coach on that. And of course my granddad was a coach also. <laughs> and, uh, I thought I was going to be a, like an NFL football player or something. And, uh, I went on the sideline and out walks Marcus Stroud, Richard Seymour, and Quincy Carter. And Marcus, Marcus Stroud and, and Richard Seymour walked by me. And uh, those were the two big D linemen, right? It wasn't it Stroud and Seymour? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, the other one, I get confused sometimes, that big Henderson guy that played at Tennessee. But no, Stroud and Seymour walked by. And I was I was playing center at Mandarin High School, and I looked up at those guys, and I told my dad, and I said, Dad, I don't think I'm gonna be able to play at Georgia, and I don't think I'm gonna be able to play in the NFL. <laughs> uh, so right then, I knew I was gonna coach, but no, I I I I knew my whole life. I never thought about doing anything else. I mean, I grew up around it. I um, I grew up in the gym. I grew up. Uh, you know, at every high school baseball game, and 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 I didn't ever want to do anything other than other than be a coach. I I never, I I couldn't think of any time in my life where I ever had a plan to be anything other than a coach. And coach, you talked about you know your uncle and your dad and your grandfather uh, early on in your life. Did you have anybody outside of those big three that were sort of a role model for you when you when you were smaller that kind of you know made you want to be a coach later in life? Uh. Yeah, you know, I had some coaches. Uh, I had some coaches uh, that that coached with my dad that that just were were really really uh, uh, insp- inspirational to me. Uh, Danny Durham's one. Danny Danny he he passed away in 2018, but Danny was just an unbelievable human being and a coach. Uh, man, I live right down the street from our basketball coach in Stevens County, and. Um, you know, my whole life was surrounded by by men who men who coach football, and and man, I hope that I hope that that's the way my kids are. Look, if you come to my house on a Saturday night or a Saturday afternoon, you're going to see Coach Folds and Coach Bexley and Coach Cole and uh, you know uh, Coach Rob and and all these coaches on our staff. Um, you know, I, I I want I want my my kids to grow up around coaches who can be role models in their lives. That's fantastic. And and something that is kind of taboo about it, uh, especially it's not really taboo in this area, but it's it's taboo to talk about. But how big of a, a part does faith play in your life? Man, I, I, I tell you, um, we uh, I, I don't go to I, t- I tell you this. I don't go to church as as, as much as I should. <laughs> um, a lot of times that's because Sundays in football season uh my church is a wrestling complex I go in there I listen to my I listen to my gospel music and I run and uh I, I clear my head um I, I don't want to hear about third down at church no I'm just kidding I shouldn't say that but uh um but no it, it's been huge and and I uh I tell you it's 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 one of those things where uh man guys guys here Jay Webb uh plays a huge part in our program and he's such a such an inspiration to me the way he he's a servant leader for our for our kids um for our for i mean he he just shows you he shows you the right way to do it uh, man we did fca camp this year and that was so good for so so awesome for our kids and um you know uh um 
if it wasn't for faith, I wouldn't be at Bremen because uh, I, I tell you that it it just kind of happened, and uh, and there's a reason behind that, and and that's that things don't just happen by coincidence. You know, there was there was meaning to that. There's there's no doubt, and you know, you and I both live in Bremen, so we. My my son is Jay is in Jay's class and well Jay's uh, grade, uh, son's class. So it's I I know you know Jay Webb pretty well and and you're you're not wrong that that dude is probably one of the best people I know in this area and he's he continues to do and it's not just it's not just Bremen he does it throughout Carroll County too. I mean he's the FCA rep for. For most of this area, isn't he? You know, Jay, 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 this bunch of defensive schemes, a uh, bunch of bunch of different. Uh, we had a bunch of different personnel, so I had to put a headset on Jay, and uh, Jay got to hear some of the things I say in our headset as our as our team chaplain. And I I said I said you know I'd, I'd look at him I go you know I'm gonna do better, and he would say uh, I, by the Listen, Jay. What I'm gonna do from now on is you just wear a headset around me, and I'll uh, you be my translator. So whatever I say, you put it into FCA terms, and you 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 echo it to the kids for me, please. So, but no, he's he's on un, he's unbelievable. He is the definition of servant leader, and uh, man, I love that dude. He's he's such a big part of our program, and uh, proud proud to, proud that he's around us all the time. So you you mentioned the post game meal is is the Juanito special your go to when you go to Juanitos? Man, no, I, I'm not a big. Uh, I, I'm a I, huge Juanito special dude. I, you know, that's what I get. You, you know, I uh, I I mix it up. I get something different about every time. I'm I'm not a, a Mexican food uh, connoisseur or anything. So I I mix it up. Believe it or not, people people don't know. During COVID, I found this out. Uh, you want to order some chicken wings? Uh, Juanito's actually has really good chicken wings. So, no uh, way. yeah, man, I you know back when you were having to do DoorDash and all that stuff, yeah, they, Juanito's got a good chicken wing. So there you go, you learn something new every day. Heck yeah, I'm super boring <laughs> when I go to when I go to Mexican restaurants. I get I get chips. I get you know the like the loaded nachos everywhere I go. I'm everybody in my family makes fun of me. We go to a Mexican restaurant, they're like, "Why are you looking at the menu? You get loaded nachos everywhere we go." I'm like I just I like yeah. I like loaded nachos. When when my dad lived here in Bremen in 2019, uh, our school board chair Van Pelt said that Russell must be a Mexican name. We go to we go to Mexican. So we went to Mexican so much. So <laughs> I've definitely got better shape since he moved away because we were eating Mexican two or three nights a week. It was it was getting getting pitiful. That cheese dip will settle on you. That that sets for a long time on you. Yeah, it sticks. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, we we can't thank you enough for for joining us. This this has been a, a eye opening experience. Being able to talk with you, figure out your past, and and just see the inside out of of Coach Rooster Russell. That's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I tell you, I'm uh, last thing. I, I I'm I'm really lucky. Um, I have an awesome, awesome, awesome coaching staff. And and that doesn't get said enough. And uh, you asked me about my hobbies and my personal life and all that. You're you're probably rarely gonna see me without one of my coaches. Um, and and we're all we're all very close knit. We're all uh, all we're we're all in each other's family lives. Um, 
you know, supporting each other's kids and all that. So, so that's one of the things that makes this place awesome. And I, I couldn't go without mentioning all those guys and, and how much fun they, they make life here in Bremen. Yeah. It's, it's been a blessing growing up, you know, having my son grow up in Bremen and get to know a lot of, and, and the, I think the good thing is, is my son is same age as a lot of your coaches kids you know what i mean so i've gotten to know a lot of the your coaches through through birthday parties and stuff like that and it's been an absolute blast and and you do have great guys running your coaching staff absolutely well that's that has been getting to know you with coach rooster russell and uh we hope to uh have a little bit more so tune in uh, next time and we'll have uh hopefully another coach coming down the line